Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. On today's episode, I asked a question. Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon, is Daniel next? You know what? It's not bigger than the Mauritania. Paint me like one of your French girls. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. Hello, Kathleen Turner. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, then I guess we better get on with the episodes. You know, it's it's, it's the... the recovery voice. It's the recovery voice. Drink your juice, Shelby. Drink uh, your juice, Shelby. Uh, I will. Cheers. Cheers. Uh. Welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. I, I am getting acclimated to pollen yet again, as we can hear with my voice. <laughs> oh, it's pollen. It's raining today. It's oh, it's oh, it's been everything. It's been up and down, and confusion, it's, sorrow. And it's you know, I've been away for. 10, 11 days and it's been wonderful not being in DC. Yeah, I couldn't work out how many days you were away. Like, I felt like it was longer but not. Well, the cruise itself was a seven day cruise <clears throat> but we flew down the day before the cruise. Yes. No, two days. So I flew down to Atlanta the day before yes. the day before we flew. So it was a little bit longer on that end and then I stayed in Atlanta like overnight once we got back. So it was, you know, it was, it was a little bit. It was a little bit. It was it was nice to be away. It's very nice. You did have that impromptu self-care day as well, which was nice. Oh, it was so needed. Like, whenever I returned, I was just like, Max, I think I texted you at two. I'm like, I'm going to just die for the you were kind of the hours. You were kind of like the walking embodiment of that meme where it's like, um, was it friends? So I'm thinking of cancelling tonight and in me and it's a person sitting there in just pyjamas with a huge <laughs> thing of chips kind of going, oh yeah, I'm dead already. You know? Yeah, yeah I, I was definitely doing that. I, I got back from BWI and I was just like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, no, you had some, and you seem to get like a day in Atlanta as well. Oh, it was nice flying down there having a day before the vacation. It, that was definitely needed. There was a facial mask that was done, and I just, like, relaxed and had wonderful food, and it was just needed. That was lovely. It was. It was a good way to start a vacation. But you feel you feel refreshed, Ed? Um, I feel more relaxed, somewhat refreshed, uh, with thoughts about my next vacation, we'll put it that way. Do they involve family members? No, they don't. <laughs> Do you feel refreshed? Or are you just realising how much stress it was to organise it and you're enjoying that lack of that stress? You know how there's this trend on Instagram where they're like, who's the plane dad or the airport dad of your group? And it's the friend that you know takes all the passports at the airport and gives out the tickets and organises who's going to what gate, when and where. It was like that the entire time. But with two adults. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was just like, I'm at my wit's end. Uh, no. Also, don't... Like, if you've got time to give me a label, you've got time to work out how to get to the fucking airport gate. You know, if you have booked the ticket, and I have paid you for said ticket, but you have booked it, I expect you to show up on time, not 30 minutes before the plane is leaving. No, ma'am. And I expect you to know how to get to gate E2. You know, go all the way to the end of the terminal that says E2. Like... This is not rocket science. Not rocket science. No. If I can get there after having two martinis and you're sober, you've got a problem. Yeah, no, we're lucky that we've got a couple of days of just 
we've got like the early part of the week and then we're also not flying till uh, mid-afternoon mm-hmm. or late no we'll actually we fly at six we've just got to leave here mid-afternoon so we've got yeah. like and I think the hubs is is he wants to get it all done usually it's a bit last minute but this time it's all very plan 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 plans I think we're going to pack actually Monday and then <clears throat> I know gasp gasp um yeah, that's been that's been our theme of the of the of the, of the last couple of weeks. I I am so so like done with planning. Yeah, planning is a stress in and of itself, and you have to get over it in order to actually enjoy yourself. Yeah, and add a bit, and obviously work's intense at the moment. And there's that is a lot going on at work as we're kind of as my, a result of traveling, but also just we're very busy, and so the anxiety has been like really high. I was nearly like tempted to sort something tonight maybe for the next episode I might I was like just sitting there like eh. um, <laughs> but um, no it's all it's all good but we had this is what we, we actually went uh, clothes shopping oh. last Saturday which I hate clothes shopping I really? that gave me a that gave me a minor anxiety attack I, no I do get them clo- um, I don't like that I, I it's it, oh I loved it it's 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 so weird because we went to American Eagle we're American Eagle household um to get jeans and they just did not look good. They've changed yeah. their cut. I don't know what they've done to them. They've but gone back to the 90s and early 2000s. Everything's a little bit baggy. It's a little bit baggy and also, but not in the right places. And yeah. and I kind of looked to myself and these are jeans like, I remember when I first met the hubs that I loved how he looked in his jeans. He had these very American body in them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, their mm-hmm. legs. Um, and like, they just didn't, they weren't creating that silhouette now. Yeah. And I always felt, felt, you just feel ugly. You know, you feel like, ugh. Yeah. But uh, Levi's came through. I know it sounds very yeah, bougie, Levi's. Levi's uh, but I did get a couple of pairs and I've got a nice pair of like turquoise chinos. Like, Ooh. yeah, really nice. So I was really pleased. Um, very but, nice. Yeah, we did do that. We managed to do that last Saturday and then we had uh, M83 that evening as part of my birthday, Ooh. which was nice. So that was sort of yeah, and this week's this week's been my birthday, which is um, yay. yay. But we're all sort of like even hubby's his birthday's next week, and we're like, just don't we want to do much? We're so like wrapped up in planning and stuff. It's just well, it's like I saw you on your birthday, and you you just had this look on your face. And I'm like, oh yeah, the, the day everything not, is crashing together. The day had point. not ended that well, yeah. and yeah, there was stuff. But no, so M83 was great. It wasn't mm-hmm. there. Everyone hasn't heard of them. They're French like orchestral DJ group. They're mm-hmm. really good. They weren't really hub sort of music, for but he, they were yours. You know, he enjoyed it, <laughs> but he's like, I wouldn't usually come to a gig like this. And I was like, I was in raptures the whole way. <laughs> we had a really nice evening, um, and then we got um all the dogs doing stuff with herself but no we then yeah and then we had a happy hour for her birthday but wednesdays are such a weird day dc does not really open till thursday it feels sometimes now yeah it was it was weird because we went to dirty use and the roof deck wasn't open well, there's and, like, no one there it was weird wasn't it, there was no one there and the roof deck wasn't open it was like but why is the roof deck not open like it was good roof deck weather like it would have been perfect. Yeah, and then we skipped out on the curry because it got late, and I was like, "Well, let's go and get high con." And then I just really wasn't feeling the high. I was just like, "Belly but I was like, "I was just not feeding the day." But we had like an LGBT happy hour um, the next day for work, mm-hmm. and we yesterday, and and it was really great. It was really funny because we're all like ever like there's an LGBT chat and everyone's like going do we start the revolution now <laughs> and everyone was in really good spirits and and Hubby finally got to meet a couple of work 
members. One of them I was really curious about him meeting because she's amazing, but they're like the same personality. Oh. And I was <clears> curious, <throat> and he goes, "No, I love loved her." And I was like, "Oh, no, I'm just really curious when you get too <laughs> so good." Because <laughs> um, I was because you just kind of expect it, and I was like, "No, they, they." And it was really nice. And then we 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 were kind of like, "This is a sort of a little bit of um, a vague." It's like the same vague theme of the week, but like we um, ended up, we were going to go to a little gay pub and we just walked past it and it was packed. Oh, I mean, good for, for them. them. Good for them. But good for so, them. And we were like, they're not going to go in there. It's just too busy. No one wants to go into a sea of people. But then like, it was so packed in there and they were still like, we were like, no. And then, but the week before we went and met people Friday night because you weren't here and we really had, didn't know what to do. We were like, well, usually what do we do? We like, well, Daniel comes over or <laughs> yeah, we do podcasting. So we went to, what was it, Aslan Beer Garden. Oh yeah, yeah, on the 14th. We get there and our friends get there before us and they're like, there's a line. And it was like round the block. And I'm like, Max doesn't do lines. And then they're like, no, we're near the front. Just come and jump in. <laughs> Visceral reaction. The hubs is like, you should, we could do it. I'm like, maybe, do you want to? I said, no, I can't, as a British person, actually jump in a line. <laughs> I've broken the sacred bond of the queue. And also, there was a, we were meeting a couple of people, and we were now more people as extension than those waiting in the line, which oh, yeah. is, for me, a little bit of a pit. Like, I said, look, we wouldn't appreciate it if someone did it to us. Right. So we went to District Beer Garden. Is that the one opposite? Is it DC Beer? Yeah, yeah. 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 Got a beer in there, a couple of beers. I'm sure if we gone to Left Door. Literally right there. Yeah, it was just nice. We sat outside a bit. Oh, left door, we went to... Yeah, we went and sat outside, and then we were... Because we could keep an eye on the line. Yeah. And then it went right down, so we went over. They still made us wait. Why is it a straight place is making us wait? Ugh. And there was no one in... There was like it was a... It wasn't dead, but they were clearly like following code, which gay bars don't do. I'm sorry. No. There no. was more people in Little Gay Pub last night than there was in Aslan Beer Garden and they were not letting us in. Uh, and we were just like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I cannot do this. I can I do this. So that was it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of been lining up for straight bars. Fun. <laughs> well, um, well, I guess my little um, priest corner this week is that... Um, um, and I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit more in the culture section, that I should have been on my knees confessing something during Nine Hail Marys, except for the fact that he is in Wisconsin this week, so for the love of cheese, he is not here in D.C. What's he doing in Wisconsin? They have, I, did they have God in Wisconsin? I don't know. I don't know. They may have seen Mar- Maria in, like, a cheese... I don't know. I don't know. In a thing of Swiss. In a, a Swiss cheese. Provolone. Provolone. Smoked provolone. There's a thing of Mary. Muffin yeah. Mary. yeah. Yeah, so, listeners, I'd like to say that, uh, you know, we had a lovely reunion, but that didn't happen, so here we are. <laughs> That's a pity. Well, don't worry. Like I said, there are hijinks on the high sea that we will talk about soon. <laughs> but there, there is intention to read, to get back with the priest. Yes, yes. Just checking. I even informed him. Well, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We're losing, we're losing so many listeners because you're not getting bonked by the priest. It's disgusting. Oh, trust me. We'll talk about how I made up for it. <laughs> well, as I said, that always sounds like you need a drink. Everything we say sounds like we need a drink because that's all we do is drink. Uh, what are true. we drinking this week? Uh, we're drinking our cheap wine tonight. We're drinking our cheap white Pinot Grigio Three Wishes. We are doing a double record tonight. Yes. So We'll be having champers afterwards. Yes. Don't worry. So we're saving the best. Now. Yes. 
we have to ask a question, what's in Ina's garden? Now, I have gone and done something a little bit different this week, because usually this is ready to eat. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's raw? It's not raw. <gasps> oh, you didn't. I did. What, you... What, do you, what do you think it is? I know exactly what it is. Yes. It's Coronation Quiche. It is. Um... It's interesting in that it looks like quiche now, yeah. But when it gets much. heated, it melts. Oh. Yes. Oh. Question: Is this because you're using vegan options? And- no, I've done the complete one. Oh. But it okay. uses spinach and peas, and I think there's just a lot of water going about. Well, the peas have too much moisture. Yeah. Yes. So, and this has been there's been a lot of conversation. Camilla. It's peas. Well. So, for those that are probably wondering what the hell I'm talking about, um, as you can know, I'm, I'm British and uh, yes. celebrating the coronation next week. And oh, he's Welsh. They do always do some food for the coronation, a dish that everyone can eat. So the idea is we're all meant to eat together as a nation, and that's how coronation chicken came about, which is basically chicken, mayonnaise, curry powder, uh, some, some uh, sultanas, and plum jam. Amazing. I love it whenever he makes it. It's great. It's fantastic. We all love it. All stuff you could find and easily mix together. Coronation chicken is oh, yeah. a, like, cook the chicken and after that you just mix it all together. Listeners, it's a variation of, like, an American chicken salad. It's simply yeah. not. It's, it's nice. It's like a yeah. curry. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, quiche is not the simplest thing to make. No. It's very rich. This involved cream. I use half and half because it's, like, a very mm. rich dish. Mm-hmm. I don't kind of know why they've gone this route. And also, it uses spinach and beans, or peas. I use beet, peas, but you could use beans. It's, it's tasty, but uh-huh. it's just a very odd recipe to unite a nation. And yeah. of course, supermarkets are, are, are charging upwards. Also, there's been a lot of issue with, with eggs and the price of eggs. And cost of living in general. So, I will... I'm just a little bit surprised they've got an egg-based recipe. Nah. It was a choice, but what, what else would they do? You know, I, 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 you can't do coronation chicken 2.0. Personally, they should have done a pasta salad or something. I could do that. I think a black like, like a like a just a standard yeah. like, pasta salad that if a lot that of would, veg. Yeah. I I'd sign along that sort of scoop and dollop yeah. recipe. Um, yeah. but that's just me. Do you want to try some now, or do you want to wait till after? I'll wait till after. But I'm very, I'm actually very happy that you did this. So cheap wine and a cold bit of soggy quiche. <laughs> Welcome to Britain. You're getting the best this night, listeners. The best. Well, that's enough talking about quiche and ourselves. What's <laughs> going on in the gayborhoods? We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. I'm glad you waited for the alcohol for some of these. Um, and one thing I'm not sure we should be drinking at the moment is Bud Light. Oh. Well... I said, I don't know what you know and don't. It, the ongoing, we, we did. I've been in the dark okay, this week. <laughs> we did cover this uh, two episodes ago and the whole issue um, with Dylan, I want to say Moraney and the Bud Light hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, there's a big protest against Budweiser at the moment for having a trans spokesperson. They're not a trans spokesperson for um, but they are a brand ambassador at a minor level. Um, but everyone's up in arms. There's apparently uh, bud sales have dropped, which mm. uh, surprises me. Um, but hey, and they're two of their like marketing manager people um, have been removed from their positions temporarily. 
Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, so it's not really... Because we were talking about how progressive they were standing with the gay community at one point. Yeah, I'm wondering whether or not... They, 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 I think more's going to come out, but this mm-hmm. is just the update at the moment. I I still think they're kind of standing by. They've not actually turned around and... Change, they've not turned around and like rescinded what they did. Right, but they're not promoting it. it. Promoting it. And I'm wondering whether or not that they're, they're essentially they're going for the this was an error in your judgment sort of situation mm. and you should have read our market a bit better, which is still appalling. They right. should have said fuck it to these hicks that who are um, are doing all that. But no, there it is. I'm, I'm just curious. So I'm kind of following this one vaguely closely but at the mm. same time you know I'm just like let's not on other sad news but controversial news it's yes. goodnight possum as we say fairly well to Dame Edna Everidge yes I, I poached you about this as to how we were going to cover it who was going to cover it and you took it, <laughs> took it. no um, those are, I mean Dame Edna was an Australian uh, drag queen mm. or uh, female impersonator uh, I think Female impersonator yeah. is the right way of going with that one. So Barry Humphreys, the comedian behind Dame Edna, was a straight man. He was a straight man. Yes. And now, as far as I'm aware, there's been no stories to insist on that he... He was married with a wife, wife and, and kids and... Yeah. So he created this persona of Dame Edna Everidge, who was an Australian housewife who became very glamorous over time, very big personality... Huge, huge personality. Large eagle rimmed glasses and purple wigs. We loved her. One of my first drag queens I think I ever remember was Dame Edna. Yeah, they were very TV based. They mm-hmm. didn't, I don't, as far as I'm aware, if they did do the drag circuit, it was very quickly. So. I don't know that they did. did. I remember them on like late night television type stuff. Yeah, I feel like it was more a character he played just so happened to be a woman. Yes. Uh, but actually, like when he hit the mainstream, was I think really was uh, he was in Ali McBeal. Yeah. And that was kind of like as a main character. Was it Claire Odoms the over? He, he, and he was meant to be a woman in it. It was mm-hmm. a Dame Edna mm-hmm. playing a female character. Right. It, and it was kind of like okay we're going this route uh, and <laughs> it was a choice <laughs> uh, Barry Humphreys was in the Ab Fab movie was the last big thing he played the Patsy suitor oh yes uh, but he did appear as Dame Edna in a for second Dame Edna cameo but it was mainly Barry Humphreys yeah uh, Les Patterson was his other character the um, um, I don't know that cultural one. ambassador for Australia was a complete gross slob sort of thing I don't remember that one at all but Obviously, Dame Edna was another one of these that was very much a female impersonator, mainstream. Everyone, you know, loved her, and therefore, you know, it was a way of getting it into the, to normalise the situation. Right. Unfortunately, behind Dame Edna was a man with very narrow views. I I, yes. I want to say <laughs> that they were very probably open-minded views back when they started and as the world grew they got smaller yes um, yes i would definitely say that's true there's been some accusations of racism and transphobia transphobia is the, is the <clears throat> worst one i think yeah. you said it's a lot of like silliness behind the scenes it's very hard and and so you know dear listener we've always said this is that we we the world does not work in black and white 
we are acknowledging that Barry Humphreys and Dame Edna were huge culturally important to the gay community at the time and since they they, they they you know everyone's entitled to their opinion you're just not entitled to say it out loud and not get any any shit for it right so right. we are just acknowledging now that there is a huge we have lost a major person in what would be a drag moving drag forward at yeah. the same time it was also a touchstone for gays gays like, yeah. yeah so it, yeah it's hard to want to say so we're not going to say that we are supporting of Barry Humphrey's views were just acknowledging that someone has gone that was yeah. hugely important to the community. Yeah. And I think you nailed it on the head because that was the thing. <laughs> the question of how do we cover this? We just because have to acknowledge you... both. Yeah, yeah. And we're not taking a side on it. He was mm. terrible. He learned, and another actor we have in England is Christopher Biggins. Christopher uh, he's Biggins. not, he done a lot in the 70s, 80s and he does mm. a lot of he appears in everything and he always said he gets an invite to every show opening he's, and he was in Bad Girls and stuff but uh-huh. he's another one that comes out of some things occasionally and I'm like you don't have to say anything publicly <laughs> just don't speak <laughs> he's a camp he's a gay guy Christopher Biggins yeah he's always a bit you know colourful and, and it's like just stop talking publicly about these topics mm-hmm. stop it it doesn't affect you. you don't yeah. don't say anything you don't have to say anything at all I think he Just referred to trans as oh it's all a bit of a tomfoolery if you ask me. Oh you know, like, Biggins, shut up. Yeah, it's like stop. Just before you spoke, you you didn't have to say that. So talking of people that have made big statements about stuff, I'm gonna pass on a story to Daniel. I'll pass on to you to tell your story about someone that made very small statements. Very small statements. And listeners, I'm going to warn you right now that we're covering this story because this individual is part of my gay sexual awakening. That's all I'm... We'll, we'll discuss it in a minute. So, Richard Armitage, right now, is doing um, press junkets for his new Netflix series, Obsession. I'm glad he's getting Netflix money. Oh, he is getting Netflix money. And apparently there's a full frontal scene in that. Well, well that's what started it, wasn't it? Yes. So, I've heard about this full frontal. So, I knew... I first knew Richard Armitage was in a... They did a... BBC did a Robin Hood TV series back mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. After Doctor Who mm-hmm. opened up the door for like you know like these like drama Saturday dramas, so he was Guy of Gisborne and very sexy. Mm. And then I remember he did. I've still not seen the last episode of Vicar of Dibley because I'm uh, making my way through it. Oh, and he plays oh, Dawn's. Oh, Dawn has oh. not yet commented either. I'm waiting for Dawn to make a jokey comment. Oh. And then he played a very sexy dwarf in Lord. Lord of the Rings was his first big. Was what started to move him to Americans. So I knew him from Vicar Dibley. Yeah. I knew him from North and South as John Thornton, the very dark yes, mill he... owner. Oh God, so sexy! And then from Hannibal, playing the Tooth Fairy slash Dalamire. Oh my God! What season was that in? That was season three. I never saw season. Three. It was season three, the second half of the season. I never saw season two, so I have to watch that one now. Yes, absolutely. He was so good in that, and I was just like. Oh, be still my heart. Like, whew, 2004 was a good year for him in North and South. We'll just put it that way. So we set the scenario. He's in this new series. He's in this brand new series. And he famously does full frontal in it. We've known. So I'm he, in... he, he does full frontal. And apparently the narrative is that he's sleeping with his son's fiance. And so it's the scandal and the obsession and the fallout. So naturally, situation. during a pest junket, they're asking questions like, how do you feel about the full frontal scene? He's is asked. And he says, well, I had to tell my partner oh, no. that it was happening. And everyone's like, partner? And, and, uh-huh. and he's saying he was okay with it. Yes. And that he was okay with it. 
And Richard Armitage very gracefully explains that, you know, he came out at 19, and he said the sweetest line. He said, I came out to everyone that mattered, and I, he said, I just waited. I just waited for everyone to ask, and he's like, and I got just a little bit offended that no one did ask, but I thought it was okay. There's never been rumors about him, now, no, has there? But let me tell you this. That man is so sexy. I don't care. Like, oh my god. You said he was like sex on legs, and I'm like, yes he is. Yes Very he is. Very good looking man, but... Oh. No, he was never on a radar, was he? It was just always... It's interesting, isn't it, how celebrities do manoeuvre sometimes through the world. Well, I feel the thing with him is, like, he just involves a character so fully that you're just like, oh, okay. He's a leading man character actor, which is quite an interesting persona, isn't it? Yeah. He he can play a leading character. Yeah. He's like that, that middle... where the circles overlap. Yeah. And convincing as hell. Like, my God. He's had more... I mean, the, the Netflix show must be... Apart from the fact that obviously there's now full frontal of Richard Armitage, the Netflix must be... They, 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 how much press are they get? They getting now? Oh, tons. Tons for this. Tons. But, oh, just wanted to let everyone know that this is a wonderful moment for me. I'm so glad for you. I am so glad for me as well. <laughs> All he has to do is dress as a priest. Well, he's halfway there whenever he married Don. So. <laughs> so, Daniel, what has been gay culture to you this week? Well, gay culture for me has been a lot of cruising and a lot of specifics with cruising, but um, we'll, we'll go into it. Uh, my food of the week was ceviche. I had some of the best ceviche in San Juan at the hotel that we stayed at. It had a restaurant on the rooftop nice. bar. First night they were there, warm breezes, it was fantastic. My drink of the week was rum punch, because do you know what I had? I had six different varieties of rum punch while I was in the Caribbean. Each island has a different rum that is made there, so each island has a different rum that is put into the punch, and they have different spices. So I had one of them at every single port that we went into. It was Fantastic. What makes good rum punch you? Because sometimes rum punch can be fucking sweet with shit. So I would say one of the better ones was the one that we had in St. Lucia. It was savory in that it had cinnamon and cardamom put into it. So it wasn't sweet. It was nice. more of a warm rum punch, which was odd. Even though it was warm there, it was sort of perfect tasting at that point. Uh, songs of the week. I have two throwaways mm-hmm. uh, and one legit one. So my first throwaway is Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell because I was on five different airplanes for this trip. Uh, and she wrote that song while she was on an airplane. Uh, then there was also The Morning After by Maureen McGovern from The Poseidon Adventure. So you get the joke there. I do get the joke there. My dad didn't appreciate it whenever I started singing that during like this one moment. What's the line in Priscilla Queen of Desert about the Poseidon Adventure impression? And they do they they, they wear oh, Shelley Winters. It's Shelley Winters. Shelley Winters. So yeah, Shelley Winters. So the boat was rocking during like the one night that we had weather and it was like mild weather. I was like, Dad, there's got to be a morning after. He's like, How dare you sing that song in front of me? And I'm like. It's camp. It's wonderful. So at the time, my mum went for mammogram, so I went, Mammy. <laughs> and she did not appreciate that for the fifth time. <laughs> well, the thing is, I sang that to Dad on the last cruise, which we had a legit hurricane hit that boat. So it was it was all good. It was Fun. all good. Nice. Um, but my real song of the week is Chemical by Post Malone. It was released two days ago. It's actually really good. Nice. I like Post Malone. Um, I finished my book for April while on the cruise. Fuck you. I know. Um, Agatha Christie, An Elusive Woman by Lucy Worsley. Love Lucy Worsley. 
Love Agatha Christie. It really went into her entire disappearance in the 1920s. And it just opened a lot of new doors as to like what was going on with Christie as her author. Television this week. Ooh. I've even got television this week. There we go. Uh, Dalgleish Season 2 is now on Acorn on Amazon, and I'm just over the moon. So That's good. There we go. Nice. That was my culture of the week. Well, let's, let's hear about yours. You've been gone for two weeks, and, and the Hubs has been got, uh, gone for a couple of weekends, so I've had a lot of culture. I What is not culture is I'm still... I'm only 50 pages into my April book. I am taking it to England. I'm going to repent later on. It's a big, thick book. I'm going to say this right now, and I don't mean to disparage you, but yeah. I just read a 345-page book in three days on a cruise. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you saying I should be reading more? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's been... But I, but I get it. No, I totally get it. You want a cruise, you have nothing else to do. It's true. Every afternoon I was by the pool drinking a pina colada reading. I'm hoping to. It's a big book. It's on gay history in DC. It's a really good book. Oh. And I'm actually moving through it quite nicely. But it's like find this last week of finding time to sit down and do it is just not. I think I'm going to start that one next. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I try and do a book a month. I think it's, gonna, I think it's probably going to take me three months overall. And then I'll do I'll probably like a whole month of just catching up on the new Star Wars High Republic novels. And they'll do them yeah. very quickly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so strangely enough, not amazing amount of reading. But we'll kill it in May. Cheapy Tuesdays. I've had two weeks of them. And yeah, actually, let, yeah let so we won't be doing one this week because obviously travelling the day after. But, yeah, but tell me about them. Uh, Renfield went to see. Oh, that was Renfield. I want to know about that it's one. It's good. It, it, I mean, honestly, there was no twist. Uh, well, no. There wasn't, but not saying there was. What you see in the trailer is what you get. Uh, I think I'm not saying that's a bad thing. There were no surprises. There was no surprises, and I think that laid no down surprise. slightly. I think there could have been a good twist at the like, how, like the hour mark of just something clever going on with what Dracula was trying to do. It just was what it was. Or Aquafina was his daughter or something. You know. Yeah, there just really wasn't a good oh my god moment. Mm. There wasn't a rev- there was no reveal and I think that that is that's kind of let it that let it down. Did see this week for my birthday Evil Dead Rises. How was that? That was fucking excellent. I love the Evil Dead's. I've seen the original 3. I didn't see the remake stroke reboot. Uh, we did in a few years back. I didn't realise it was a reboot. I, I did think it was just a remake, but no, it still exists within the Evil Dead timeline. But it was excellent, and there was a very nasty scene of a cheese grater that made everyone scream in the cinema. Uh, I did turn it into a bit of a cultural American night. I bought candy for the first time in a, in a cinema, and had a beer, because it was night before my birthday. What candy did you buy? What uh, can- Reese's Pieces, because I wanted to do the E.T. bit. And also, I do love Reese's Pieces, because we never had peanut butter in England. Well, we had it, but my mum would never buy it, so I was obsessed with peanut butter. So did you have Reese's Pieces in Pinot? Pin- you could get them, but they came in, I think when I was about a teenager, they started mm-hmm. to bring them over, mm-hmm. actually in mainstream stores. Mm-hmm. TV this week. Oh, oh my God. Do tell, TV. Power Rangers, Once and Always, 30th Anniversary Special. Um, absolutely perfect. Even a CGI Megazord that looked good. Uh, they, they, so it was only an hour. A couple of them hadn't decided to come back for it. I think some of it was like, you know, weight and all that. Like, mm. but So it was really noticeable when like, two of them took their helmets off and the others didn't. It was very much the era when like, Trini, Zach and Jason were about to leave and mm. they fired the actors already. So you never saw them without their helmets off. It was so stupid. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. It was, And actually... 
aside from the, the, the timeline disparities, how they brought Rita back was really fucking clever. I was like, actually, the storyline was clever in Renfield in terms of... And when I explained oh, how they... Rita's now a robot. I'm like, oh, wow, that was dark and clever. That was great. And... Um, and it was all to the death of the Yellow Ranger because she died in real life. Mm. And so they, it was really well done. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started watching Rise of the Pink Ladies. Okay. How was, how was that going? Uh, it's good. The music's not brilliant. The storyline is excellent. Uh, they've, got, they've given a okay. modern twist as to how the Pink Ladies. And it's four years before Rizzo's in it. But... So they're the start of the gang, not they are the start of the, the gang. gang members. Yeah, and it's the, it's how they came about. So if you could scratch in the background, my dog is is trying to make her little nest, um, and she will just settle down. She's circling, 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 and she's down. And poop. It's really good, and they have. I want to give. They have. I won't, I don't know if anyone's not seen it, so I won't say anything about. But there's a couple of good like ooh cameo. Um, ah. But it. It's very well written. The music is interesting, and I forgot who. I think does Kelly Clarkson write some music for it? It's not mm. brilliant. It's well, not bad. It's just. It's just not the original soundtrack. Well, they use Grease as the words in the first scene, and they do like a different version of it. And I'm a bit like, you need to kind of pull back a little pull back or, or harken back a little bit yeah we'll I mean more. it's good music it's just not amazing I'm not mm. like running out to buy the soundtrack or download off iTunes which is what we used to do back in the day right Glee did a number let's download it um, I bought the physical albums I spent so much money on Glee music it was ridiculous I had two of the CDs I remember that the first three were really good then yeah. the fourth was the last one and then after they stopped releasing it and it yeah. just got stupid yeah because the hubs was away and you're away I watch a lot of movies <laughs> especially the hubs he, he, he does my husband loves movies but he, he's not really in an evening he's more of a like let's like sit and fall asleep watching Ted Lasso mm-hmm. I fell asleep on my birthday watching Ted Lasso we watched it again last night and I'm still not quite sure what happened so I'll be watching oh. it again at some point this weekend a third time um, <laughs> I watched Grease 2 for the first time oh oh how do you feel about Grease 2 complete mess um, like the music's good it's a really good story actually um, I think it I, I, it's actually quite a pity that the concept's good and the music's good mm-hmm. but they just really let them like you can tell it very clearly it was being rewritten mm. during the, the filming during the rewriting have you seen it? no no um, also it's a really horny film like every song's about actual sex not just <laughs> um, not euphemisms yeah, like, I think, like, like there's a whole song, there's a song called Sex Education, mm-hmm. there's a song called Do It For Your Country, and there's a song called um, Gonna Strike Lucky Tonight, set at a bowling alley, and they're all three are blatantly, they're not just, like, hinting at sex, they're about fucking. <laughs> and then even a song called I Want a Cool Rider, you know, it's just really, it's over, I think that's probably what put people off, it's very, it lacked that, like, Grease is a... They, a faux innocent film this was blatant this forgot to kind of put the shroud back over a little bit mm. there wasn't so much a double entendre it was just blatantly sex <laughs> it was just sex, sex. Um, but it was really you know, bits of good and the performances I think and Maxwell Caulfield is really fucking hot finally watched Morbius have you had a base one of Jared Leto Marvel's Vampire oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah. one of the most boring films I've ever seen okay. and I love love superhero films I watch it it's on Netflix they're slowly bringing a lot of these movies to because that, that side of it the Sony ones uh-huh. it's so boring <laughs> like it's so again Power Rangers was better 
because it just it did wow Morbius is about a guy that you know uses vampire blood to cure blood disease and becomes a vampire they didn't even try and not say they have to explain it but that shit works in the 70s comic books but you have to find no, a no way life. to update yeah, yeah. and then the big villain was his friend who also had it played by Matt Smith decided to make himself a vampire as well to cure himself and goes rogue no tw- it was so we bland. saw it coming from a mile away it's so boring um I watched Empire of Light, which was the um, Sam Mendes uh, one with the lovely Olivia Coleman, about a uh, cinema. Oh, yes! Yes, has yes. a very weird storyline regarding mental health in it, but the opening scene, I, I kind of cried. It was walking through this old cinema, and it reminded me so much of the kids, cinemas we used to go to as a kid. Um, and then there was this bit, this... Get a little bit, but it's weirdly it hit me in a re- I think it's the way that Sam Mendes intended it to hit people. Mm-hmm. Was that they go upstairs and there's a whole bit of the cinema, two other screens, and a concession stand that's been mm-hmm. closed off for reasons. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mm-hmm. old flea pit in Pearly, where I saw Spice Girls in musical and all that. Mm-hmm. And there was a concession stand that had been just they weren't the business anymore, they were trying to reduce the staff down, and it mm-hmm. just really. It really got me about a lot that. of nostalgia. A lot of nostalgia about that kind of <clears throat> sad <throat> sort of like we remember it as a golden era, but it wasn't a golden era. No. It was never what we thought it was. It, it was everyone thought there was a golden era coming, and it never happened. But it was magic in its own way. Yeah, and it was good. Um, I'm going to quickly because I'm just chat chat chat. Uh, Banshees of Inishin is the Colin Farrell during the Glee. Oh, how one. was that one? Batshit crazy. It's. Did you ever watch Ballycus Angel? Yes. Yeah, it's like Ballycus Angel, oh, okay. but funny. Like, really mm. funny. Okay. But it's got a really quirky mm. but dark twists in it. Okay. The storyline is that Colin Farrell wakes, okay, one day goes to see his friends go to the pub and he doesn't want to talk to him anymore. Mm. So something happened the night before. It, it's weird. You have uh, to kind okay. of watch it. It's okay. very good. And it's set in a... Tw- it doesn't really say when it's set... Because in some parts of Ireland, you never know, but it's the, during the revolution. <laughs> um, and then finally, it's one called Brian and Charles about a guy that creates a robot. I've seen that one. I, I think... I remember you talking about wanting to see that. Yeah, and I finally watched it on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Really, really lovely film. Oh, well. Oh. Have okay. you seen it? I've seen the previews for it. I haven't yeah, seen it. Really... It's funny. It uh-huh. moves very quickly for 90 minutes. You think it's going to be very slow. Mm. And there's a very... It's just really well done. Okay. Morbius and Grease 2 take note. But I would <laughs> give it a go on Amazon. It's very weird. Okay. And you have to kind of... Do you need to suspend reality for in an odd way no it's okay. sort of a bit like there's no like he gets struck by lightning and that's how he comes to life it's the guy decides to invent a robot and he has a robot it's sort of like he just did it you know in yeah. a weird way and in, it's very straightforward within a universe mm-hmm. it doesn't work there's no technology behind it he literally creates a stupid robot mm-hmm. but it, and then that's it And it, but the way it's so innocently built you're like oh yeah, if I went out to Ireland, I'd want to build a friend, and I found all the parts that I put together. That friend would have come to life. Yeah, it's a bit Pinocchio-ish in a weird way. That makes sense. It is funny. It, it makes a lot of sense. And actually. you have to look at the fact that you know clearly, Charles is built, and blatantly there's a person inside it. You know, 
it's like he's built it up. It's so weird. Anyway, it's obvious that there's someone beneath that. Yes. Yeah, but that's it. That is sort of my culture for the week. I don't. I, I was left alone, so I had to experience a lot. Well, I think it was a good culture, very good culture. So we're going to depart slightly, not a lot, but usually we discuss what is in the news feeds this week. Before we delve, there really hasn't been. No, there really hasn't. hasn't. It's it's silly. It, it's it's been quite a work. I think I think just quiet at the moment. There's a couple of bits maybe we could have gone into uh, stuff that we've already covered though. Yeah. You know. So um, usually I'm the chatty one on this one, uh, but um, I'm gonna. I hear the sound of seagulls and a salty spray in the face. Kaka, kaka. Harvey Hartings. <laughs> it's Trish. <laughs> Trish. <laughs> Trish. Trish. Daniel, your culture this week was cruising. My culture this week was very much cruising, and not the gay cruising, wink, wink, but sort of, kinda, but actual cruising on a boat. So let's be. Let's clarify from the start. You mm. weren't. You were on. What cruise line did you go on? Alright, so I was on Royal Caribbean. We were on the ship Voyagers of the Sea. Is that the one I think... Is that the... If they can see me... No, no, that's Carnival. Oh, but here's the thing. I did play Kathy Lee while I was on the Thank boat. Thank you. I was like Max... With but you weren't on a gay cruise. You were with, no. your, fa- you were with your family, your dad and your arm. Yes, we were very much on a straight cruise. Um, and this boat um, happened to have a entire deck devoted to kids and a water park on top of that. Like, there was literally a flow rider and there was, like, water slides and stuff. Could you go on them? Yes, you could absolutely go on no, them. Did they do a bit where they have like the kids out and the adults only be out there? Because mm. I love that. I love it when they open the kids stuff up for the adults. Uh, they do. It was after like 3 p.m. they would do that. Oh, nice. Fun. Yeah. But that being said, it means that there were a lot of kids on this cruise. And guess who does not like kids? Or well, everyone with a brain cell. Exactly. So I was in a little bit of purgatory and they all got on at... Puerto Rico. <laughs> do they do on the cruises? Do they have to get out every half hour? Um, not that I'm aware of. The American Pools, you love that, don't you? Get out. Whistleblowers, they want to take a break. No, like we had um, a couple of lifeguards because there's the adult pool, which is where I was stationed at, the solarium. And then there was like the main pool and whirlpool um, with a couple of lifeguards there. And I don't think they made you get out every half hour. Oh, so stupid. Well, I was drinking enough daiquiris that it didn't really matter, to be honest. I wasn't in the boat. <laughs> I was not in the pool. So, this, so <clears throat> cru- describe, I've never been on a cruise. Describe to me cruise life. So, cruise life, um, I'm going to say, you know, the reason why we choose to cruise, essentially, and to get you into the mood of cruise life, is it's essentially your hotel, your travel, your restaurants, your entertainment, all in one complete package. Yes, you board the boat, and that's all you have to do. Your hotel travels with you. Your restaurants travel with you. Your resort travels with you. This is, and actually, your conversations about it has sort of... We are gearing up to take my mother-in-law on a cruise at some point. Right. Because that solves... My parents do not cruise. They may be probably in 10 years' time, but they're mo- but no. So you, you're, you're, how you've described it as inspired the hubs to say, okay, maybe a cruise is a good thing for his mum. Right. So the reason why I cruised with my dad and my aunt, we were originally supposed to go do an English cruise. That fell through because of COVID. And then, like, we had... Cold. Well, it was going to be in, like, June, July. So... (laughs) Well, yes. Yes, it was going to be cold. But we were going to do that. 
COVID happened, and we had to, like, you know, redo, reschedule. So instead, we did Puerto Rico. And the fact of the matter is, my dad has a slight mobility issue. Like, he has to have a cane every now and then. My aunt has glaucoma. So it's one of these, like, I can get the two of them on a boat. They can experience everything that they want to. And I'm not having to figure out the logistics of getting them on a train to go from point A to point B or another plane. It's, you're on the boat, and you're there, and you'll be there in the morning, essentially. Like, that's the great thing. Like, you wake up in Port A on day one. You go to bed, and you're in Port B the next day. Like, literally, that's how it works. Like, it's wonderful. Like, you don't really feel the travel, so to speak, unless the seas are rough. But, again, it's just a lot easier to move two people with issues. And I hate saying that, but they were two people with issues. And so, from point A to point B. (laughs) More than one issues, though. So... So what's the, what is it, what's the alcohol situation like? Because you're not allowed to take alcohol on, are you? So you're not allowed to take alcohol on there. Um, a lot of people buy a drink package where it's like, for $55 a day, you can purchase all the drinks that you want, which is the route that you should go, to be honest. It's not bad. I said more than, yeah. Right. Or you're going to pay like $14 a drink. So I'm like, oh, DC prices. So it was, you know, it was one of these that I was like, I wasn't shocked by the DC prices. I'm but guessing somewhere else from suburban fuck off areas are going to be like, wow, that's a lot. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'll have a dirty martini. And they're like, you want a second one? I'm like, yeah, I pay this on a Friday night. This is normal. Like, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> and is it buffet food? So, here's the thing with Royal Caribbean, and a lot of cruise lines are doing this now. You have the main dining room. That's not buffet. You have specialty restaurants. So, we ate at a sushi restaurant, Izumi's. We ate at Giovanni's, which was an Italian restaurant. And then there is a buffet. That's your alternative action at night that you can, or option that you can go to at night. So, the main dining room and the buffet, are they on the ticket already? or Yes. Yes. And it's the restaurants you have to pay for. And you, yes. And it all goes to the room, I take it, and then yes. you pay the end. Right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, you pay before for those. So, yeah. So, you have to book to say, you can't just say tonight I'm good. No, it's one of these, it's like, I'm going to buy a three night package for the restaurant. I'd like to eat at this restaurant this night and this restaurant that oh, night. As soon as you get I on. think we'd have to sit down and yeah. get the hub this podcast, I yeah. think, maybe. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm curious, I'm going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's very much the restaurant situation. It was, it's very nice. Um, yeah. That's still one exciting food and I like, I like some food and like some drink and it was all good. You were happy. Oh, I was very much happy. Like the sushi restaurant at Zumi's, I would eat there again. Like it was spot on. Nice. And you feel though relaxed? I feel somewhat relaxed. Uh, as soon as dad discovered what acupuncture was and did like five treatments at the spa, you know, I was just like, I don't have to entertain you. And then my aunt was like, I'm going to do this excursion in the afternoons. I'm like, great. Then I was Because there was a little bit of a pushback, wasn't there, about excursions? Oh, there was a lot of pushback. So my aunt is one of these individuals that everyone must do everything together. And I'm like, great, but dad cannot get on a catamaran for that mobility issue. Like, you and I can get on it. He cannot. Like, he's not going to have fun for this. So you booking four catamarans doesn't really work. You know, so it was a lot of give and take of like, well... Just because your dad got... A- Acupuncture on a fucking cruise. Was there a horror? And we're gonna no no we're gonna and back in. So the thing is, he always did the acupuncture while we were in port. So like the ship was docked and it was smooth. But you know, it, it was one of these. He's like, I've never had this done before. Like they think I should do it. And I'm like, yeah. And they're gonna charge you a hundred dollars each session. I'm like there you go, dad. So 
It's not bad, you know, because I bought a house no. massage, and that was a hundred dollars. Well, the thing is, like, I did have a deep tissue massage, and I had a salt scrub, and like, I paid DC prices for both of those. Like, but it was very nice, very nice, nice and relaxing. Actually, this is the thing. We're going to go straight to entertainment uh, uh, because okay. I have always wanted to know about the. And I've been to my own experience of a all-inclusive resort was in Menorca or Mallorca, Majorca, Mallorca. One of them. I've been to one of my parents and one of some friends. We get uh-huh. to our park. We were going to go to a certain place with my friends. When we get there, we find out there's been a sewage backup, so they put us in an all-inclusive resort. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, all-inclusive resorts are all-inclusive. Then that she And that's the thing. That's what a cruise ship is, all-inclusive. The, the trouble is that I'm with a bunch of Brits who then decide that that's all you have to do because they serve British food. Wow. Ooh. Uh, I know. Exciting. There was... Because, naturally, we're in, like, a all-inclusive in the middle of a crappy town. Mm-hmm. It's a nice town. That sounds horrible. But, you mm-hmm. know, not they, they were like, oh, well, there's entertainment. And it was that, like, you know someone who never got onto the Disney cruise is coming out and doing their version of like um, Chicago so there was a Chicago night it was nuts what was your level of entertainment like alright so entertainment I'm going to break this down in that there were shows there were events and then there were parties that were going on so we'll talk about the shows first and then the events and then the parties and I'm going to write this down so I remember this shows events parties um so the shows, uh, so each night after you have dinner, there were two shows that happened in the main theater, because there's a main theater space. Yeah. Uncle Vanya. Uncle Vanya. The first <clears throat> Yes, not quite that. Um, <clears throat> so one of the most notable ones was there was an individual that did A Night of Adele, and she sang Adele, and I'm going to say this, she was great, didn't have the Croydon accent, and I was just like... I don't understand this song. Like, I, I'm, I'm not used to you, the, you saying these words. Like, I don't quite get it. She wasn't a vocal impersonator. No, she was from Pittsburgh. Like, that, that's the thing. She's not a vocal impersonator, but she could hit the notes. Like, yeah. that was the thing. Like, she could hit the notes. She was great. She was fantastic. And the shows last about 45 minutes. So, like, and that allows them to do, like, a 7 o'clock show so that people that have the 6 o'clock seating for dinner in the main dining room can attend that one. Or they can attend the nine o'clock show. Essentially, like okay. yeah, yes. What was the latest they served dinner? Uh, the latest they served dinner was eight o'clock. And is there food available after that? Yes, at, at the buffet. And how long is the buffet going for? I'm really obsessing this food. No, no, it's <laughs> fine. And the buffet is open until eleven p.m. What happens after eleven p.m.? It shuts down. And what happens? If, can you get food anywhere? So then you have to order room service at that point. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking about a kebab. Yeah, they don't have kebabs. Oh, fuck's sake. No kebabs. Kebabs. No kebabs either. Damn it. No kebabs or kebabs. So you see the 45 minute shows, because I'm guessing that's how long everyone could hold attention for. Yeah. Actually, psychologically, 45 minutes is how long you hold attention for. Yeah. Okay. It was a good show. So, you know, we had the Adele show. Uh, there was also a night that it was like Broadway songs. And so, like, there, there was the main, like, you know, musical review. They were doing that. And then they also did a musical review night where they did songs from musicals and movies and stuff. Is that when they all come out and like the sequins and that sort of thing? Well, it's like they came out doing like Moulin Rouge and then they did like Man of La Mancha and they did like, you know, all these other like, you know, movie musicals. Okay, question then. Did they make Man of La Mancha interesting? (laughs) Yes, because they had a black singer female sing the main number. 
That's the only good number, and it's only can only be, and it's meant to be sung by a man, but it can only be sung by a woman. <laughs> That's so true, so true. And let me tell you, that she leans out the shit out of that shit. She did. She was fantastic right. and phenomenal. I was loving it. But then on the other nights, like they had comedians that would do a forty-five minute show. I didn't stay for the comedians. Like they were like not that funny. I mean, were they um, Catskills comedians? Y- yes, they were very much the Catskills, like that caliber. And it's like okay. But also, our ship had a skating rink on it. Fun. And so they had a skating show that they did one night, in addition to, like, the other shows that were going on. So my aunt and I caught, like, the 7 p.m. show of the skating show. What was the skating show? It was um, called Skatology. So, like, they were doing songs from, like, the 60s and 70s, but they had, like, tarot cards that they were doing. Like, it was very interesting. And we were like, and we're premiering it tonight for the first time. And I'm like... Well, I was happy because someone almost fell on the boat. I was just like, oh, <laughs> blood. <laughs> you know? I've never seen a skating show. Well, here's the thing. The rink was so small that I was just like, you should not have eight people out there skating. Like, it was it was too small. The, the one I remember in England that came near us was Phantom of, Opera, Phantom of the Opera on Ice. Uh-huh. But I think it was that original show. Remember, like, have you heard a story? Android Webber saw a show. Yeah. And it was, he goes, oh, I can write a better one. And then uh-huh. we, and then they, this is the original version of Phantom of the Opera from the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And then it was that one. And apparently this is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to the big shows, you also have events. Yeah. So it's like, oh, let's have a class that you're going to learn how to like jewelry or something like that turquoise jewelry or you know it's a quiz show let's do a quiz show event but there's also the LGBTQ meetups which they had every single night yeah I did not care for them though why because they're like we're gonna have it at 1045 which you know I mean time like 1045 I'm like I'm already in bed I'm sorry but lesbians are gonna be in bed as well right and so I go to the first event on the first night like we're selling out and I show up, and it's all lesbians. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And they're all speaking, like, Spanish because they're all from Puerto Rico. And I'm like, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. And, you know, the gays that were there just sort of fucking annoyed me. Like, there was a couple that they were, like, Frankie Grande, like, split. And, like, the whole two of them came out, and they had the same personality. And I'm like, oh, nope. And there was, like, two bearish like cubby individuals who were already complaining about the water temperature on the boat and I was just like just too hot too cold uh, it was not the right warmth they wanted it hotter and I'm like okay yeah and then there was like this very mismatched couple that I kept running into the entire time I love a mismatched couple we're talking like this guy was like 6'5 looked like the kid of like the brawny man and like Mr. Clean yum bald you know beard salt and pepper muscles and he was with a guy who was like five eight thick glasses and i do mean like thick glasses curly brown hair brown eyes had never seen a gym one guy would go on like you know the zipline adventure the other one would go on like the beach excursions and i was just like i don't understand what the two of you are doing together i mean someone loves someone very badly yes someone clearly loves someone very badly i was just like i do not understand so there those were the events but then they also have party theme nights yeah so there is formal night where you dress up in you know black tie there is like dress your best which is like you know suit and tie whatever there was the white party which was (gasps) the one that i dressed up for right you told me about the white party. You sent a photo. Yes. I decided to Google white parties. Uh-huh. To find out what is a white party. 
Well, on a cruise ship, you're just wearing white from head to toe, which is not the case, I'd imagine, <laughs> a white party is. No, a white party is a party where you wear white. There is no significance to it. It is was it the dinner de blanc or something in Paris in the eighties? They oh. all wear white because it was considered elegant. White is not fucking elegant. I am gonna rant my ass off here. I have inherited many things from my mum. Uh-huh. Beautiful hair, a weird kink that means my hair goes at ninety degree angles in places. <laughs> you know that weird. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, mum. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A good sense of direction, and also an inability to eat food well. My God, I could eat a celery stick and still come out covered in chocolate. Um, And apparently a white party is simply because someone decided that white was elegant and they're going to have an elegant night by all dressing in white. Black is better. Black is better. Blue is better. You know I I will wear white with a blue trim or blue with a white trim. But no, I I looked at it because you mentioned a white party and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to deep dive a white party. No, it was a shallow... It, it, I landed in the shallow ends. <laughs> yeah, there, there was no depth to it. There was also Caribbean night. There was also... Oh, God, was that offensive? Oh, it was very offensive. Yeah, it, 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 it was one of these, I'm like, I'm wearing a green linen shirt, and that's as much as I'm doing. Like, there we go. Like... Yeah, I can imagine someone come out and say, floral inappropriate. Yes, my aunt tried to, and I was like, why don't you put that one away? Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So tell us about the so you went on the boat all the time, right? Tell us about the islands. So uh, we were on the islands as well. So we started off in San Juan. I love Old Town San Juan. Like it is just gorgeous. Um, we were talking about it. It's very much Spanish. There's a layer of American like there, but it's just it looks and feels so European Mediterranean. Like I just love it's it. Lovely. It brings me back to like my Rome days. I was just like, oh, I love it. I love everything. We had a lovely time there. There were some lovely restaurants. Yes, I had wonderful ceviche there. Like it was a sort of place that you could kind of go and go. Okay, we're gonna get dinner in a minute. Let's go to a bar and get some food. And all of a sudden, you start like going, all oh, that appetizer looks nice. And before yeah. you know, it, you've eaten your whole dinner, and you're like, let's go somewhere else for a drink. Right. And we went to like the birthplace of the daiquiri. Had daiquiris there. Like it was wonderful. I did not know we should do that next time. Yeah, I'll give you the place. To yeah, go no, to. like not... they're they're actually like fantastic. There's a pink elephant, a pin, a pink umbrella bar. I forgot what it's actually called. And then and there's a bar opposite it, which is amazing. It's just really good bar culture in old san juan well it's just a good vibe in old mm. san juan like that's what i loved about it like it was a good carefree vibe but it was just like you know very relaxed like it was a good start and into the vacation we'll put it that way um so after that we went to saint thomas which was a very lovely sightsee tour yeah. of the you know island too industrial for my liking mm. around the port so you know it is what it is but saint croix Gorgeous! I love St. Croix a lot. We did a walking tour there. Wonderful. Uh, we went to St. Martin, uh, which was another tour. We went to the Dutch side. We went to the French side. We had great French food. We It was an odd island. Um, it was very much covered with grasses, not trees. Like, I felt like the Ethan Allen commercial about, you know, the West Indies of, like, we were seduced. <laughs> the seduction was complete. Like, was not that island. Was not what they had in mind for that one. Uh, we went to St. Kitts, which was gorgeous. I would go back in a second. Nice. We did the catamaran to the Patones. Like, it was wonderful. We were on the boat. We swam in the bay. Like, it was everything you wanted it to be. Um, we went to the Barbados. Barbados are very interesting. I don't ever have to go back there. Um, but we did go there. Um, so I 
have ancestors that are from Barbados from like the 1700s. We went to the church that they had built by their enslaved individuals. Like mm-hmm. we saw it. Um, we also saw the house that Rihanna was born in. Like it was, um, uh, we'll talk about why that one was interesting. We'll put it that way in a minute for our word of the week, so to speak. Um, and then we did St. Kitts, which I think is sort of the quintessential, like, Caribbean island and everyone should go like it was just gorgeous and lush and green and the people were just so nice like that was the thing like everyone was nice you know I like I said I had rum on every single island and it was all different but like the historical places and just seeing the people's why you should travel to actually experience culture and to broaden your horizons like that's why you should go you were definitely like exploring the high seas but let's explore some hijinks oh my gosh so um Let's just say the uh, gay meetup was a dud. So yes. It was very much a dud. But uh, one was thirsty while they were on a cruise. Thirsty. And got on some apps and uh, found a fellow sailor who happened to be our age. Um, Turkish. Who is he traveling with? By himself. Okay. By himself he was traveling. He is our age. He is 6'2". Nice. And well... He sank my submarine and floated my boat several times during the cruise. <laughs> he sunk your battleship. Uh, several times. Like, I was able to get away, like, afternoon two, and I was just like, well, here we go. And then, wonderful afternoon, like, four, Dad was in acupuncture and my aunt was on a catamaran. And it's like, he's like, you want to meet up? And I'm like, do I want to meet up? <laughs> yes. Two hours later, I was like, yeah, we're, we're good. We were very good. But here's the lovely thing. It was a cruise tryst. Yes. It can only live on the cruise. It does not live afterwards. It is what it is. And actually, oddly, that was something I was going to ask a bit. I, I you know, we, we, we're moving through time. But one of the things I was gonna, thinking is that, you know, you were on a, on a I'm going to say a straight cruise. I don't, oh, like yeah. I don't think we should, like, be defined stuff. But let's be blunt. We're going to define it. Oh, it was a straight family cruise. Like, what, let's what, be honest. what is it, do you feel? And this is just now me going to kind of do a bit of a deep, like, man overboard on deep diving. Uh-huh. Is, um, you know, cruises are very popular with the gays. I've got a mm-hmm. ton of friends or people I at least follow follow on yeah. on facebook um acquaintances on cruises but you know uh, between that resorts and gay campgrounds what is it about cruises do you think that really appeals to the gay community well i think it's i do think it's the fact that it is a defined event that happens over you know seven to ten days like anything that you get into it's fine but it's not going to live beyond that boat it is a chance to see the world and to see people that you don't normally see in your circle. Yeah. Like, it's the experiencing of something new. And I think the gay cruise, the appeal is that everyone is gay. So everyone is an option. Everyone's a potential. So it's a safe space, I guess. Yeah. Yes, it's a safe space. You know, on <clears throat> this cruise, not so much. There were a lot of Republicans on this cruise. And I was just like, oh, God. So actually, strangely <clears throat> enough, um, have you listened to Nicole Byer? today no i haven't listened to nicole and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some spoilers because she has no, a, a, um, a lesbian comedian on uh-huh. and she did a cruise uh-huh. uh with as a, a as a performer uh-huh. and she said bef- uh, there was she she did a sort of more family friendly show uh-huh. and then it was an adult show yeah, yeah uh she was not during the family friendly show allowed to mention she was a lesbian 
Yep, I, I believe that. And then she said, after doing her adult show, she said, um, she mentioned she was a lesbian, she had a third of the audience left. Yep. And next day, someone called her at the buffet and said, I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ. Yep. So, I mean, that that is the problem with doing a straight cruise. That is also the good thing about having those gay meetups is like you can see, oh, yeah, we're all in this together, so to speak. And I hate putting it like that, but we're all in this together. There we go. Um, you know, but part of the appeal of like meeting the Turkish guy on a nap was like it wasn't that situation. No one had to know other than like the cleaning crew. But you said you know? oddly that the um, you said that you know they started these meetups late. Do you mm. think that? They're scheduled late, so it's the idea is that maybe some people are oh, parents, you're going to bed, I'll go off to a bar. So I definitely think it is based on the bar that they chose, because it was one of the more open bars. Yeah. Like, there was, I don't want to say there was a more secluded bar, but there was a bar that is a little bit more intimate that could have hosted the event at an earlier hour, so to speak. Because 10.45, and here was the other thing, is like, you know, you're left on your own, so like, someone from crew would be like, hey, we're having this party for LGBTQ meetup, and they would immediately leave, and it's just like, okay. There's no facilitated conversation of, like, whatnot. It's just like, there you go. And they had it every single night, and it was one of these, like, it didn't get better. Like, I went the first night, and I went, like, on night four, and then night six, and I was just like, okay, there's no improvement ever. You know. No one's, like, found their little, their sea legs. Yeah, no one had found their sea legs, and the thing is, like, the first cruise I went on, it was very much the same cruise line that they had the same meetups, and it was very much more facilitated, like, you were in a more private bar, and everyone got along great, and, yeah. like, you actually had friends by the end of the cruise, but this one, it was just not that vibe. So, and they say that was the same cruise. Yeah, line. yeah, but, same cruise line. But that's weird. But I think you know my goal is next time to go with a more gay-friendly cruise line. So like Virgin or Celebrity, I think is going to be the next one. Nice. If I do it, but you would do it again. Yeah, I would do it again. This is usually the part of the show that we do old and tired. But we decided this week to shake it up slightly <laughs> with a hurricane, and we're just going to do something that's called Lost at Sea, mm. where I find a story and wonder, did Daniel hear about it when he was lost at sea? Probably not. <laughs> so say. I've got one word for you. Okay. And I want to know. I want to know what you what comes to mind. Okay. When I say it, my body's ready. <clears throat> Lizzo. Uh, Sasha. The flute. No. Okay, to tell. What happened with Lizzo? There's obviously been some issues recently in certain states that are having issues with education and intelligence. Oh dear God, okay. And there has been a lot of discussions amongst the LGBT community and their allies as to whether or not they should still be performing in said states mm. because, let's face it, their government's a piece of shit but there are people that cannot afford to leave their states and do need it and you know do we abandon or do we fight i and i i'm i'm sometimes i'm like it depends on the day let the fucking state rot and sometimes i'm like let them do it if it's for it can rot so at the moment nashville tennessee is going through some serious shit yep um and you know they're talking a lot about it and a lot of the Dragging podcasts I listen to are talking about it and saying, you know, it's not, you know, it's not great. There's one, there's one bar in Nashville that's on everyone's circuit. They're like that's scary. Mm. So um, naturally, Lizzo uh, was 
set to perform in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm not going to go into too many details because I don't actually know them. <laughs> but obviously there was some controversy because she's a huge, um, huge proponent of the LGBT community. Has she done Drag Race? Yes. Yeah, she has done Drag Race. Yeah, 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 Drag yeah, Race. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which season, but she's done a recent one. And they um, are trying to ban drag queens. So Lizzo mm. took the controversial step of performing with a ton of drag queens on stage. Yeah, um, that was great. yeah, yeah. No, she brought a ton out in the middle of a, a show at Nashville, Tennessee. Brought a ton of drag queens out, um, big drag queens as well, and they all just got on stage and performed in front of everyone. Can I just say I love Lizzo even more? Yeah, like, no, it really was. That's the start, and, it's, and it was a big thing. There was, and there also some people went to big deep dives. No, she just brought some drag queens out. I I think she did it. I don't know what the law is in Nashville at the moment, and it, with stuff. Um, but she did it in a way that was legal. Mm, mm-hmm. But she was like, "No, screw it." So that yeah. is the story that you missed at sea was that Lizzo decided to come out. I did completely miss that at sea. You know, and, and Lizzo obviously did the whole thing um, with the flute, and that was controversial because of the president. Um, and then people were reporting from music. Music teachers were reporting, or teachers generally were reporting about how they're they're during their classes their students were putting their hands up and going can we talk about the flute and they're like let's talk about the flute mm. and everyone's angry at Lizzo or the Republicans were they're like she's just encouraged a bunch of young people to discuss musical instruments and history oh my god she's the worst person in the universe screw them um, let the children be educated fuck <coughs> them and fuck the horse they rode in on if they weren't probably fucking already them fucking idiots exactly Anyway, um, moving on before I go off on a complete rant. You usually have a word of the week. Um, at the moment, it's fucking idiot. Um, no, mm. but... Um, and so, with that, I have to ask, because you've been away, you've had a cultural experience. Mm-hmm. What words, Daniel, have you learned this week? So, the word that I've learned this week, and I hope everyone will learn, is privilege. So, as soon as we docked in Barbados, I received a travel warning on an app, Scruff, that said... You are currently in a country that has recently passed anti-LGBTQ laws, and we recommend that you take your photo down. Yeah. We recommend that you take your distance sharing down for your safety as well as the safety as of others that you are talking to. And I just want to say, listeners, be so thankful that we are not in Barbados or any of these other countries, and that we are so privileged to live in a country that we don't have to worry about that. Like... Yeah. I mean, I, I travelled to work and um, to a country that mm-hmm. is illegal. I we were discussing an interpreter uh, that we were working with, and I said, "Oh, my husband's an interpreter." And um, one of the local staff members went, "Oh, husband," and was I didn't even have that concept. <clears throat> uh, the advice that I, I've given junior staff members in the office, and it was passed for me from security, is you are going to countries like this. Make sure that your partner is not on your home screen. Yep. Also, take off facial recognition on your uh, phones. Yes. Uh, so that people can't access your phone if you are Jeremy Wide. And actually, to be honest, delete the fucking apps temporarily. Yes. Just be safe, people. It's not. It's a good world, but it's not there yet. I'm sorry. It's usually my country's fault for that attitude. Well, and I'm going to say this. So. As soon as I got that warning, I did, you know, change my distance so that I wasn't showing. I did not take my photo down because we were only in port for like eight hours. But, you know, yeah. that being said, I didn't open the app back up. I was like, we're not talking to anyone today. Like, that was very much it. But, you know, I was trying to, you know, do my part. 
And as we reach the end of our show, it's been cruised along quite nicely. <laughs> I haven't even had the discussion. I mean, we could go into a deep dive debate whether or not who's the queen of the seas, Kate Winslet or Sandy B. Or me. <laughs> we now reach Petticoat Lane or Petticoat Cruise. I don't know how we're going to do this. Well, I'm going to take it this week. So my Petticoat Lane... You took it all the time on fucking cruise. Well, I did take it all the time on cruise. Anyways, is Americans with Mer- Americanos. I go on it. All right. If you're in a foreign country and you're in a boulangerie that does not have an Americano on the list, do not be that Karen that sends the drink back four times because they did put, put the sugar in correctly, because you have a fucking made-up drink. You are traveling to experience culture, broaden your horizons, drink a local drink, do not order the Americano, don't do it. We will push you off the catamaran, as we almost did the other day. Done. Exactly. Quick and nice. Right, so uh, that's been the culture for this couple of weeks. Daniel, what's your culture for next week? Well, it's not going to be with you, unfortunately. So I think it's going to be very vegan and with Matt. So uh, we're going to try and do gay bars and uh, we'll see what happens. Nice. Um, By the time people listen to this, I'll be on a plane back to England for the first time in seven years. Yay! I've never been to England since emigrating. I've never been to England as a married man. I'm so happy for you. I'm petrified. I'm extremely anxious and going through a ton of emotions right now which is really random for me but no so my culture next week will be my god seven years was too long my god I just need a curry and a Marks and Spencer's prawn sandwich and on that or press Daniel an empty glass but cheers cheers you've been listening to Bitches With Beards I've been Max and I'm Daniel a big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen don't forget to rate review and subscribe Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.